Hello, hello to all my friends and welcome to Anatomy of the Heart. My name is Stephanie and each week we are going to dive into a time where we take a moment to pause and take a deep breath, allowing for God to fill us with His glory. This is a time for us to take an inventory of our hearts to get ready to grow in our faith each day. So join me as I share weekly devotionals for the imperfect, tired, yet fully capable in the eyes of our Father. Okay, guys, um, I'm going to read to you from John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17. Um, it's going to uh, take a couple minutes, so bear with me. Jesus is the true vine is what the title of uh, John chapter 15 verses 1 through 17. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in him, will produce much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great joy to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one another's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his in his slaves. Now, you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father has told me. You didn't choose me. I choose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. So I want to talk to you in that verse about something. Um, specifically, I want to talk about grapes. In verses 4 through 5, uh, Jesus emphasized a mutual relationship. Jesus used this picture to, to assure his disciples of a continued connection and relationship. I mean, even though he was about to depart from them, Yet he spoke this in a way that also indicated an aspect of choice on their part. Uh, abiding was something that they must have chosen. When the Lord says abide in me, uh, what is he trying to say anyways? Well, he's talking about the will, about choices, the choices that we make. And we must decide to do things which expose ourselves to him and to keep 
ourselves in contact with him. And this is what it means to truly abide in him. So as far as grapes are concerned, um, I'm not sure if you know anything about grapes, but um, the sun. Okay, so how does the sun even help the vines? Well, producing fruit takes much of the grapevine's energy. So it's very essential for the plant to receive plenty of sunlight to help it recharge. Grapevine leaves gather nutrients from the sun that expose the sun and can change the taste of the grapes as they ripen. Well, how can we relate that to our relationship with God? Well, one way that we reach the sun is to lift ourselves up to the Father, right? To have others help lift us up to Him so that we, that way we can feel His warmth so the sun can help us grow. But it's hard to be lifted up sometimes, right? Because we're heavy, our burdens aren't light, and we don't know how to really get to that level to where we can be lifted up and reach to Him. So... When you think about the grapes, um, you know, why are grapevines um, to be lifted up? Like, why do they need to be lifted up? Well, grapevines don't need to be on the ground, right? So this lifting up, it keeps mold and fungus from entering and developing the leaves and the fruit. So grapevines actually need to be um, accelerated. It needs to be up and off of the ground. And so it also protects the vines from a variety of, like, critters like intending to harm and develop in the, the branches. So um, this repositioning of the vine is the vine dresser's first act to take care of um, the place before any pruning occurs. So the gardener um, is very important in this part of making sure that the, the vines are off the ground that they are repositioned where they need to be able to uh, to be in order to stay safe. Um, and then that's when the pruning occurs. So we have to be lifting ourselves up to the sun daily. This is essential for our growth. Like the vines, they need to be lifted up to protect themselves from the harmful things that can come on the ground. And they also, the more that they're lifted up, the closer they are to the sun, which is essential. And so for us, um, that's essential as well. So right now, um, I'd like to read um, out of the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, and it is verses 16 through 26. And it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you will be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These are two forces and consistently fighting with each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sensual nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, um, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, 
that anyone living that any sort of this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, patience, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are, there is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited, nor provoke one another, or be jealous of one another. So God grows the fruits of the Spirit. But before we can really grow the fruits of the Spirit in our own lives, we have to pull the weeds of our sinful nature away. You know, all types of sin are hurtful to our soul. And what God wants us to grow is important. So fruits of the Spirit grow in our lives, not when we try harder, but when we walk in step of God's Spirit, when we walk in His faith. So, I mean, what's the difference between the flesh and the Spirit? Well, chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, um, says it specifically. It talks about that, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions, but when you're directed by the Spirit. And so what does it mean when Paul says, if we are led by the Spirit, then we are no longer under the law of Moses? Well, it's because we're not under the law of man. At this point, we are under the law of what God wants of us. So Moses just carried out what the Lord was speaking to him. And so why do you think Paul gives such an extensive list of sins to describe the flesh. It's because he's trying to tell you all the things that can weigh you down. The list of sins can go on and on. He's given us a description of how we can try and work through those desires. But everything belongs to Christ, right? Everything, it says there in verse 24, it says that everything belongs to him and has been nailed in his passions, desires of our sinful nature has been crucified and it has been laid down there for us. It's just for us to decide um, if we are ready to allow the gardener to come through to lift us up, to be exposed to the sun, and allow our grapes to grow because we are guided. So let us pray. God, we want you to move through this day with, um, with love and allowing us to have a quiet heart and inward assurance that you are in control a peaceful certainty that you, your life, um, because of what you've done for us, our life is in your hands and we give you deep trust. We trust in your plan and your purposes and we are thankful for your disposition towards us and that you allow us grow. Allow us to be lifted up to be able to be closer to your light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. For listening to Anatomy of the Heart. If you have enjoyed these podcasts, make sure to share and follow with all of your friends.